0: We can just go with the flow and see where it goes. Isn't that beautiful? Believe me, I'm all for going with the flow, but have you ever stopped and paused to reflect on whether this is even the right flow? Going with the flow is great until you realize you're going in the wrong flow. You're going with the wrong flow. So why would you want to go with the flow If it's not even the right flow, welcome back to the What's Up and What's Next podcast, the greatest podcast of all times. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot stress this enough. I appreciate you so, so much because you are giving me your time, you are giving me your energy. To listen to this podcast to listen to this episode and hopefully you're coming out of it with takeaways you're coming out of it with learnings you're coming out of it with growth and insights that you can apply to your own life and i just wanted to express how grateful i am for you hit the follow button hit the subscribe button leave us a review it takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to me and it actually helps the podcast a lot more than what you think so that will be greatly appreciated if you could do that. Now, most people seem to think that relationships fail because of this one big thing that happened or this one big argument that happened and then boom, relationships over. But actually, most relationships that fail, they fail because there has been an accumulation of unaddressed issues that have piled up for just way too long and then when it rains it pours (laughs) when it rains it pours it explodes it's done and you're left thinking what happened? one minute everything's good and then all of a sudden it's not good anymore but the reality is it was never that good and it hadn't been that good for a very very long time and of course there are so many factors that play a role in a relationship failing but a few of them are down to mistakes that people make in relationships and this is something that I've been thinking a lot about recently and as a result I thought maybe I can just talk about this on a podcast you know and so I had a think about it and I was like you know what let's run it let's run up an episode on the six mistakes that people make in relationships and that's what I want to talk about today and let's get right into it At number one, rushing to get in a relationship. This is big. This is a big one. And this is probably one of the most common ones that I see nowadays. And it blows my mind. Like, it generally blows my mind away to see how much rush there is to get into a relationship. People are almost jumping in a relationship because they feel like that's what they should be doing perhaps due to pressures of society, or pressures of family, or pressures of culture, or even religion. But the reality is rushing into something is almost never going to lead you into something sustainable. Notice how I said almost never, as opposed to saying never. That's because of course there's exceptions. There are always going to be exceptions to the rule, but an exception does not disprove the rule. And I wholeheartedly believe that rushing to be in a relationship might just be the biggest mistake you can make because all you're doing is you're rushing to fall out in a relationship. You are not rushing to rise in a relationship. You are falling out in a relationship. In general, let's just look at what happens when we rush. We stumble. We trip. We fall. Right. In general, what happens when we rush is we stumble, we trip, and we fall. So the same applies to relationships. If we rush them, we stumble, we trip, and we fall. You should want to take your time to get to know the other person. You should want to take your time figuring each other out. Take your time figuring things out. Figuring how this is going to work? Is this even going to work? And the more time you spend really getting to know each other, really getting to understand each other, the higher chances of success. The higher the chances of your success, the higher the chances you have of succeeding at having something meaningful, purposeful, thoughtful, connecting. And also the more certain you'll be that the person that you are speaking to, or that you are invested in, is the right one for you. Now, let me clarify something. This doesn't mean that just because you spend 12 months getting to know each other, before getting into a relationship, that your relationship will necessarily succeed. It can still fail regardless of how much time you spend in that middle stage, talking stage, situationship stage, whatever you want to call it. It could still fail even if you decided to take 12 months to get to know each other. So I'm not saying there's no exceptions like I said earlier there are exceptions but they don't disprove the rule and the rule is when you rush something you stumble, you trip, you fall and that's just any vertical in life that's what happens. So I'm not saying that just because you spend incredible amounts of time trying to get to know each other that you will be successful guaranteed but i do believe it does increase the chances of success like if you were to come to me and say you know here's a couple who got together after two weeks of getting to know each other versus a couple who got together after seven months of getting to know each other which one do i think will have highest chances at succeeding I'm very much inclined to say the one who spent seven months getting to know each other rather than the one who spent two weeks getting to know each other. Now, it doesn't mean that the people who got together after two weeks won't be successful, but it begs a lot of questions. Why are you in the rush? Why are you trying to skip steps? Why are you trying to take a step longer than your leg? It generates a whole bunch of questions and again, I'm not saying that the people who got together after seven months, I'm not saying they will be guaranteed success. They might fail, right? But I just feel like if you take your time, if you slow down instead of rushing, you are giving yourself the best possible chance at succeeding. Again, this is about increasing the chances of success. It's not about guaranteeing success, It's just about increasing the chances of success. All because you decided to take your time. All because you decided to slow down. All because you decided to really get to know one another. To really understand one another. And I know, I know, there will be people listening to this podcast who probably got into a relationship in three months, in two months. And who will listen to what I'm saying right now and they'll say, well, Eric, we didn't take that long to get into a relationship and we're still here thriving. And listen, I'm happy for you. I really, really am. I'm not arguing that people rushing into relationships won't be successful at them. I'm just raising concerns around how healthy that is, around how sustainable that is. Even if you're thriving right now, which by the way, I'm super happy for you, if that's the case, I'd still take a step back and really try and analyze and evaluate and reflect On whether or not that was the healthiest thing to do. Right? There's always room for reflection. And I think in this day and age, what's happening is we are getting lost with the pressure. It's almost like it's a bad thing to be single. Well, I can't I can't even believe that this is the perception. It's almost like it's a bad thing to be single. But the truth is it's a beautiful thing to be single. The same way that it's a beautiful thing to be in a relationship. Not one is better than the other. They're both equally good in their own ways. They're both different ways of living at every stage of your life, but they're both equally good. I don't think one is better than the other, but the perception seems to be that if you are single, you are a failure. If you are single, that means you're not good enough. If you are single, that means you're not worthy. But actually, why is there that we feel like if you're in a relationship, you are good enough. If you're in a relationship, you are worthy. If you're in a relationship, you are succeeding. I know a lot of people who are in relationships and they feel miserable. And I also know a lot of people who are single and they feel amazing. So again, I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm saying both are different, but they're equally good. I don't think it's a bad thing for you to be single. I don't. I just don't see that perception. I don't understand. And all it is, it's pressures from society. That's all it is. And so I'm here to tell you that you should do what feels right for you. Don't rush, just do what feels right for you. And again, there's so much that I could dive into when it comes to pressures of getting into a relationship, but don't even get me started on, for example, the pressures of getting married. That is a whole nother conversation and I'm not gonna dive into it today. But the question I will pose here is, and this is just some food for thought, would you rather get married early, but to the wrong person, or would you rather get married late, but to the right person? Something to think about, right? Number two, avoiding talking about important topics. So, this one is interesting because it obviously falls in line with communication or the lack of communication, but it's a bit more than that. This isn't just about knowing how to communicate. This is about knowing how to navigate difficult, important conversations. I'm talking about marriage, I'm talking about kids, I'm talking about family, I'm talking about religion, I'm talking about culture. And this is really a bit of a follow-up from the last one, but it's more about avoiding conversations about the future or avoiding in-depth conversations about specific chapters of your life. Again, getting married, having kids, raising kids, Religious backgrounds, cultural backgrounds, moving in together, living together, business, work, work work-life balance, personal life mixed with professional life. Basically anything and everything that is related to your present and to your future, but in the context of your relationship. And this is the important part. It's in the context of your relationship. I'm not saying Have these conversations on day one obviously not i'm just saying have those conversations eventually because say for example you are someone who doesn't want to have kids which by the way it's totally fine i want to make that clear as well that's totally fine but let's just say you're someone who doesn't want to have kids but your partner does and you don't even talk about it with them That's concerning. And the reason why is because you are letting a relationship supposedly grow. Notice how I said supposedly. Grow until you hit a brick wall. Until you hit a brick wall. Which is, in this example, the difference of views on having kids. Which is huge. Like, you don't want to waste your time. And you don't want to waste time in general. If your partner really wants kids and you don't. And the same applies to uh, the slightly uncomfortable and not easy conversations, such as, what are your thoughts on marriage? Your thoughts on religious differences, if there's any. Your thoughts on cultural differences, if there's any. What are your expectations of each other when it comes to business, when it comes to work, when it comes to career, when it comes to finance? How will you manage all of that? All of these are huge conversations and... They don't all have to happen at the same time, but they need to happen at some point. If you are serious about the relationship, they need to happen eventually. Take your time with it, but don't avoid it, don't suppress it and don't ignore it. Because if you avoid it, you suppress it and you ignore it, you are inevitably delaying your relationship failing, right? I'm not saying just because you haven't had the conversation that your relationship's going to fail. What I'm saying is, if you have massively different views on important chapters of life when it comes to relationships, and you're not talking about that, later on in life, in that relationship, you might find yourself in a situation that really, really hurts, all because you never had those conversations earlier on. You've got to make sure there's some level of compatibility, You don't have to be 100% compatible with someone, but are you compatible in the areas of life that matter? Are you compatible in the areas of life that you care about? This isn't about being right or wrong. This is about being compatible. Number three, getting complacent. The amount of times that I have heard people say, relationships get boring. Oh, this relationship is boring, I'm getting bored now. But I don't think the root cause issue is that relationships don't just get boring, it's the people who get complacent. And because people get complacent, as a result, relationships get boring. But it all starts off with becoming complacent. When you become complacent, you become lazy, you take things for granted, you stop putting in as much effort, because you feel like everything is so repetitive, and that this is now your life, and you don't have to put much into it, and it will still work. And that same type of unbothered, laid-back mentality is exactly the reason why most relationships end up feeling boring, and eventually end up falling out. If you have a business that is up and running and you decide to lay back and not be bothered about it because you believe that your business is now self-sufficient so you don't need to do much about it, what do you think happens then? Your business performance will slowly but gradually decrease, your business profits and revenue will slowly but gradually diminish and your business health will slowly But gradually die. And it's not a sudden death, it's a slow and gradual one. Now the same concept applies to relationships. If all of a sudden you stop putting in the effort for your relationship and you get complacent about it, what happens then? Your relationship performance will slowly but gradually decrease, your relationship connection will slowly but gradually diminish, and your relationship overall will slowly but gradually die. Put in the effort every single day. Small daily efforts lead to huge amounts in the long run. If your intention and goal is to give your all to the relationship, you will always see better results and you will always see higher chances of success in that relationship. Now, as you may know, I am a Jay Shetty certified life coach. I've had the privilege, the blessing, the opportunity to coach incredible clients in incredible diverse areas of their lives. And it feels like such a privilege every time I get to work with a client and really walk them through a journey where they start in a place where they don't wanna be and they end up in a place where they want to be, achieving their highest goals achieving their biggest dreams, really working with them to get from point A to point B and seeing that progress in my clients. Some of them have become highly more successful, highly more productive, highly more high performant. Others have navigated relationships that they thought were about to fail. Others have learned more about themselves and how to become their best version. Others have really learned how to master their mind. And it's, Oh, just so so beautiful if you'd like to work with me please go to ericjivachcoaching.com and book yourself a free discovery call we can figure out how to work together so that we can help you reach your goals that you've always always wanted to but just didn't know how and we can certainly help you accomplish those dreams that you've had for the longest time but you haven't yet actioned upon number four You don't prioritize the relationship. Let me ask you something. If we think about the business example that I gave you earlier, if you start a business and you don't prioritize it, what happens to it? If you don't invest your time, energy and other resources into your business and you act like it's at the bottom of your list of things to do, what do you think will happen to it? Do you think your business will be highly successful? Do you think your business will go to the places you wish it to go to? And do you think it will become the best business in the world? The answer is obviously no, no and no. How can your business thrive if you don't prioritize it? And not only that, how can your business survive if you don't even prioritize it? It's no different when it comes to relationships. If you don't prioritize your relationship, it will not thrive. And if you don't prioritize your relationship it will not even survive. I'm not going to sit here and tell you at which place in your priority list your relationship should come up because that's not for me to decide and that's not for me to choose and that's not for me to dictate. Your relationship is yours. You get to decide, you get to choose and you get to prioritize. We all have multiple priorities in life I'm I'm talking family, I'm talking work, I'm talking friends, I'm talking health, I'm talking relationships, I'm talking business, I'm talking leisure, etc. And we all have to decide at what point in our priority list does our relationship come in. I personally don't think you can have a highly successful relationship if you don't prioritize it in some way. And prioritizing it doesn't mean having it be your number one priority. It could just mean that it's high on that list. It doesn't need to be number one necessarily, but it's high on the list. And this isn't rocket science. This is just priorities, right? Simple. We all know that the things that we prioritize the most, we get the most out of it. This is about input versus output. A really good friend of mine told me this once and it it stuck with me because what she said to me was, the more you put in, the more you get out of it. And that's so true input versus output the more you put in the more you get out of it Number five you lose your individuality because you've attached your relationship to your own identity This mistake is probably the most painful one Because we start to believe that we are the relationship or that the relationship is us Rather than believing that we have a relationship or that the relationship has us when you are in a relationship with someone you're supposed to be complete by yourselves before you get into that relationship in which then you can complement someone else notice how i am not saying complete each other i am saying you complement each other because if you go going into a relationship expecting to be completed that indicates to me that you were never complete to begin with And it signals to me that you are now dependent on someone else to complete you. So if they were to go tomorrow, you'd be a complete mess. Uh, No pun intended, but you would be a complete mess who is now feeling incompletely messy because you never put in the effort to be complete yourself, by yourself, for yourself, within yourself. When you spend so much time in a relationship, it's very easy for you to start attaching your identity to it without even realizing it. It's very easy to start almost misunderstanding who you are in the relationship. And who you are is simple. You are two individuals, you and your partner, who have your own individuality, who then choose to come together to share something magical. But you're still two individuals. You are not one, you are two. The reason why it's so important for you to not attach your relationship to your identity is because you might lose your individuality in that process. There's nothing wrong with having your identity be represented in part by a relationship, but there is also nothing right with having your identity be your relationship. Do you see the difference? You might think it's the same but it isn't and the evidence for this is very very simple how many times have you felt lost when your relationship ended how many times have you felt like a void is there but it's not being filled how many times have you felt like there is a gap but there is no bridge after a relationship ended I'm talking about after a relationship ends I'm talking about the feelings that you get after, the emotions that you express after, the thought patterns that you create after. How many times have you felt like you've lost a sense of meaning, purpose, and fulfillment after a relationship ended? I'm a huge, huge fan of embracing the process, but embracing the process does not mean losing yourself in the process. Number six. Going with the flow. Now, most of you are probably wondering, Eric, how is going with the flow a mistake that we make in a relationship? It sounds like the right thing to do, in my opinion. Okay, hear me out, because (laughs) I have to put my hand up and say, I have made this mistake before without realizing it. Listen, I am a huge fan of going with the flow, and I believe most people are huge fans of going with the flow, as well, and why is that? Well, because it means there's no pressure. It means there's no label. It means there's no rushing. It means there's no stressing. We can just go with the flow and see where it goes. Isn't that beautiful? Believe me, I'm all for going with the flow, but have you ever stopped and paused to reflect on whether this is even the right flow? Going with the flow is great, Until you realize you're going in the wrong flow. You're going with the wrong flow. So why would you want to go with the flow if it's not even the right flow? I have this story from the past that I don't mind sharing. Where me and this girl, we were going with the flow. And we established very early on that that was it. And so we kept talking we kept linking up and you know all the good stuff and this kept going on for months and months and months on end and in the end things didn't really work out and there's a number of reasons for it but in hindsight when i reflect back on it it didn't work because we weren't going with the right flow we were going with the wrong one and what i mean is What me and her wanted, effectively, was two different things. We were not aligned, but we kept going with the flow because we thought things will flow naturally wherever they flow. And they did end up flowing to absolutely nowhere. (laughs) So, So yes, go with the flow, but make sure it's the right flow. Make sure your intentions are aligned, make sure your expectations are aligned, and make sure your hearts are aligned. I hope this episode has given you insights on six common mistakes people make in relationships and ways in which you can prevent them from happening or resolve them should they have happened in order for you to cultivate and nurture and develop your own relationships. Please share this episode with a friend of yours or with family or with your partner or maybe someone who you just think will benefit from listening to this episode. Maybe it will help them more than what we know. Thank you so much for listening. You are so awesome. You're so amazing. Thank you so much for choosing personal development. Thank you so much for choosing personal growth. I appreciate you and I appreciate your time and energy. Hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review. It takes a couple of seconds and it helps the podcast so, so, so much. Thank you so much. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast, then please make sure to listen to the next one to find out what's up and what's next.